That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. (laughs) This is X-Virgin and I'm your host, Carter Cruz, here to explore the world of sex and relationships in a unique way. I promise to make you laugh and share all the best tips. Headphones in, because this is about to get wild. This episode is sponsored by Woo More Play. This is my friend Penny, truly a renaissance woman. She's a a DJ, a dancer, a choreographer, a director, just all-around entertainer. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. You forgot magician, but I'll forgive you. (laughs) Really? What kind of magic? (laughs) No, no, that is something I do not claim. I'm like, oh, you got to prove that. I'm like, like, show me a trick. I whip out a roll of cards. I'm like, (laughs) you just start pulling out like (laughs) scarves. (laughs) Oh, so we've been starting uh, the podcast with, I want to know like, what's your, and this is crazy because we've been friends, what, almost a decade. Yeah. Uh, We also threw a party together. Long Mm -hmm. story short, I'm going to plug that. Oh yeah. (laughs) And uh, known each other since you first moved here from New York about 10 years ago. Penny came to a party by herself. First night she moved to LA and met one of my guy friends and he comes up to me and he's like, you got to meet this girl, Penny. You guys are going to be instant besties. And sure enough, I think that night you literally came to my house and we watched Broad City and sang musical songs. Literally. (laughs) I was like, well, yeah, our friend introduced us. And then immediately I was nervous because I, you know, that was kind of my strategy was like, I'll just go to stuff alone and someone's going to feel bad enough to talk to me. (laughs) And like, I truly was kind of just like looking back and forth like, huh, I'm just a girl here alone. I just wish someone would come to talk to me. And, you know, just like that, it actually worked. I remember distinctly that you invited me to like a girl's brunch that you were having the next morning. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you really are comfortable with just like a stranger coming in on like your group of friends's like brunch? I was like, absolutely, I will be there. (laughs) And I just remember feeling so like energized about LA in a time where I wasn't. I was really nervous. I didn't know if LA was for me, but it was, it was not to be like too earnest on the pod, but it it really is like people like you, like generous and kind and friendly people like you that like made me stick it out. And now I'm so glad I stayed. Well, I feel like it's when I moved out here, I didn't know anybody and I was working, you know, five, six days, you know, sometimes seven, seven days a week and, you know, like 12 hour days. I didn't know a single person out here and I hated it out here for the first year it's because so it's lonely. It was very lonely and you'd meet someone and you'd be like, oh, they're cool. But then they're like, oh, I'm touring. Uh, so flippant. Yeah. Schedules, people live far apart. And I just like, I know a few, a handful of people like kind of took me in, like, especially before I had an apartment, they let me like stay at their house for a little while. And 
So I just always thought like, I'm going to like always do that for other people That's and so make sweet. them feel because I didn't have that kind of like support system when I moved. It you goes know? such a long way. And then I feel like I've also passed that down to like the generation before me because that's just what I learned. And and it was so bizarre to then connect all the dots a couple, just a couple months later and be like, wait, this random person that I met at a party alone, like Quinn, for example, right. happens to also know this other really kind person that right. like, so I started to feel like, wait, this is like kismet. I'm re- right. I'm meeting everybody in this one circle. And it just was, it made my like community building that much easier because it allowed me to just connect the dots in such a way. Like it was yeah, it just, it just felt like one of those moments where you're like, oh, something is bringing me to these people. Something's gravitating me towards this group. And to this day, it's crazy that it's still our friend right. group. And now we're all <laughs> throwing parties It's a small together. world out here, I feel like, every time. And I think it's partially because, you know, people say, like, L.A. is, like, this very, like, fake place. But that's, you know, what you make of it. And I know I know some of the most, like, genuine people I've ever met out here. And, of course, I think those people gravitate towards each other. And every time I make a new friend, I feel like it's like, oh, wow, you actually know all these same people we know. And that's why doing that party has been so awesome because now we've like, after a decade of being out here, we've built this like amazing friend group. And now we get to like bring, and every time we throw one, I get so excited that like people text me that I just met. I'm like, hey, you should come to my party. And then they're like, I made so many friends. And then like, I was watching some Instagram stories today and I saw um, a couple friends, they're in the studio together making music. Then they oh met. My they're going to my Stop. <laughs> so it's funny. Cause like, you know, it's like, uh, sometimes I get like a little jealous. <laughs> Because I'm always traveling, you know, and you're like, you get the FOMO. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Like why? I'm like, I'm like, oh, like you guys are hanging out without me. But like, obviously, like I'm way too mature to act. It, it makes me so happy. <laughs> but I remember like as a kid, that kind of stuff would bother me because, you know, as like growing up, especially because I would always have all these great girlfriends and then like I would always introduce everybody. And then when they would hang out without me, I would feel some type of way. But now I love it because since I can't always be around, I love that those people are maintaining those relationships and then we can all hang out together. And they're so. right there waiting for you as soon as like a flyer comes out that yeah. we're throwing a party. It's like, <laughs> it really makes me so happy. And I feel like it's such a beautiful thing to just get the DMs when we post about a flyer, seeing people like tag their friends or seeing that it's like been messaged to other friends as far as like, oh, this is that thing I was telling you about that I went to two weeks ago. It was weird. It was at a pool and there were these three DJs and they were like crazy. They were like hanging off the booth. <laughs> one of them like got in the pool and like half naked. Like it's just well, one of them threw up this conversation. <laughs> and we will not disclose who that was. Um, thank you so much. Long story short, one of us threw up. Actually, two of us threw up. <laughs> One at the party, one in the Uber. When in doubt, <laughs> one of us threw up. And that is what you can expect for a long story short. But but I also feel like we didn't earn the community yet. Like maybe four years ago when we had started talking about doing this, because for those listening, like, yes, we we started about a year ago. We just hit our one year anniversary, but we've been talking about doing this for what Forever. feels like a decade. But I feel like it was the perfect time to do it because we finally were able to cash in on like all of the crazy stories that we have right. and all of the like, you said the cross pollination of of friend groups, and now it was finally time to bring them all together under one roof. And right. it almost feels like a reunion. It almost feels like a house party from you know 2016, the year of our Lord. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so yeah, it's just great. And if you're listening to this, long story short, party you have to come because it's it's wild, it's unlike anything yeah. else. <laughs> it's you know, I think yeah, we did have to build that community in order for it to be successful. You know, because especially when you're doing parties every month, it's like. People get fatigued. Totally. So you really need like that huge network of people. You it's know? just a, it's a miracle. The three of us are together in the same place once a month. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, I mean, you guys should see our group chat. It's, we have a, 
Carter has a brilliant knack for organization and the calendar <laughs> apps and the the way that she has blocked it all off and like color coordinated. It's absolutely insane. And <laughs> it's the only reason that we're able to like lock in on a date and do it because we're all all over the place. And I think it's one of my, I love it too. Cause I was like, sometimes the only time, I mean, besides right now, I feel like sometimes <laughs> the only time I see you guys I know. over the last like years, like that we do this party together. And I love that. And I think like, as you get older too, like I've been trying to like, you know, when you're younger, you're constantly making new friends and you start to get older and you're like, who are the people I want to be friends with when I'm old? Like, who do I want to like have in that group? And I love like starting projects with those people because then no matter how busy you are, you always have a reason to come together. And yeah. so we'll always like maintain that. Like that makes me really happy because I, I swear to, I don't think I haven't gotten to like go have dinner with you. In I know. And that's one of our favorite activities. Famously, like <laughs> a four hour dinner. <laughs> like we like to plan it, sit there, let it marinate. Like we just every appetizer. Yes, I have a memory of this one dinner we had in Austin at South by Southwest. Don't ask me why, but I remember specifically we got queso dip. It was like chorizo I queso, queso dip. I remember the queso. Gilly, and I just remember that place being really cute. We got this tattoo. Stop. Yes. Oh I remember my God. you told me, I remember the funniest thing was I was getting it done. You said, Carter, you were enjoying that tattoo way too much. <laughs> You, the eyes were moaning, like rolling back to the back of the head and you were like... A little bit of a pain fetish. I don't know? think I... I maybe had had like three tattoos up until this point. Not that I'm tatted by any means, but I have a number more of them now. And now I finally understand that because there is something really therapeutic. Yes. About- I mean, I'm a, I like a, like, I like a really intense back scratch. Totally. And I'm always like, oh, do it. Like I want to, I want to be like, sometimes I, I just do it to myself and like <laughs> I'll get out of the shower and like Spencer will be like... What happened to you? Because it, it looks like I'm just like I got attacked by a bear, you know, or and by like, your house yeah, cat sushi. <laughs> I'm like, no, I just like I love how it feels, you know. I like that kind of like scratch feeling. Well, that's why I was excited too, because I feel like when we were talking about what to talk about in the podcast today, I was like, okay, when you brought up some of the topics, I was like, this is interesting because even though I've known you for so long and we've talked about a million things, there's some things that I'm like. Maybe we talk about it like sometime, like at a late night at some party, but things I'm like, oh my God, I actually like don't know that story, which is interesting because I feel like I know so much about you. So uh, I guess we are going to start with asking like how you lost your virginity. uh, (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Well, it's a a good starting off point. And I'm like, I don't even think I like know this. This is so funny. What a treat that I get. It's uncharted territory (laughs) that I get to tell you. We don't even have to pretend like I'm hearing it for the first time. (laughs) Yeah, truly rare, rare occasion. Well, it's funny. It's full circle because we were talking about how last night you got to see Taylor Swift, incredible, saw her at MetLife, what a show. And then like, I feel like one of the other huge shows of the year, stadium, you know, arena tours is Beyonce. And I'm getting to see her next month. When you asked me, when did you lose your virginity? It didn't even take me a moment to remember because I'll (laughs) never forget because I lost my virginity the day that the Beyonce visual album came out. Right. And specifically to the song Partition. And (laughs) I did not intend for this day to be the day. I felt like I was creeping up on like, a little bit of an old age to have not. Wait, what year is that? That was like. That was, I was 19. Yeah, that was. I or I was like, 18. No, I think I was you're just. you're a couple years younger than me. So I feel like that was like. I think I just turned me, 19. I feel like I was like in Miami at that point. Maybe. If I was 19, we're not going to age me. <laughs> but it was a number of years ago. I can't remember. I think I had just turned 19. I think it was in the fall. Right. And remember, that was the first ever model of unannounced drop. That right. was the first huge, like singular project that nobody knew was going to drop. And then suddenly there were like 13 visuals. Right. And I remember being so obsessed and so caught up with that, that like, I also knew that this guy that I had known for a long time was like coming over and spending the night at my parents' house in New Jersey, <laughs> uh, in the basement. 
And him and I had been hooking up on and off, dating on and off for like three years. We met at summer camp, theater camp specifically, shout out. And I had a huge (laughs) crush on him, but he was never really willing to like commit. He was definitely a fuck boy. I actually still kind of talk to him like to this day, we keep in touch, you know, very loosely as, as like homies. And he's, she was great, but he was definitely just in that era. He was in that fuckboy era. But because he was always one foot in, one foot out, I had like all limbs in, you know, and I was just like, be obsessed with me, be obsessed with me, be obsessed with me. And so that faithful night that he slept over, that's when I was virginity in in New New Jersey, Jersey, in my parents' basement. I never expected that to be how But I did know that the expectation was when he slept over, like, we're going to bang because it had, you know, when the tension just finally aligns and you're like, tonight's the night. Like we, the bit like, you know, the boba tea card is this, the stamps are, (laughs) are, we got four, we're going to get five. And like, this is just how it's going to go. But I also knew that he would have no idea that it was my first time. Because you never, even though you've been on and off, you never talked about that. Honestly, I know it sounds silly, but it never came up. Like, I think he just, because I was... He probably didn't want to know. I don't know. I think he would... Well, I I actually then, like, had a big... Like, six years later, we were at a party. And I was like, by the way, you know that that was my first time, right? And he was like, what? <laughs> he was so stunned. He couldn't believe it. And I think I wanted to keep it that way. Because first of all, I didn't want to... I wanted to manage expectation. I didn't want it to be a big deal. I didn't want it to be like a... There had been other guys I was with in the past that I sort of thought it was going to be with them. And they all knew, but they were more like dating, like emotionally invested, invested, you know, partners, even at that young age. But this guy was just like the fuck boy from camp, like the hot music teacher that you know everybody wanted to hook up with. Right. And I think when we left the grounds of camp, it was like, oh, now we can actually like have some real fun because we're not like scared about authorities, you know, catching us (laughs) doing this in the act at the theater. Right. Um, Especially losing your virginity. I feel like, you know, sometimes a little like, Ooh, like a little quickie is like could be hot, but I feel totally. like your first time. I don't want to be like, oh my god, at any point someone could bust in and be like, what the hell are exactly. you exactly? <laughs> and at that time, yeah, I just I I had so much pressure on it. I figured if I could just keep that to myself, like it would be smoother. And I was right; like it went great. I remember thinking, that's that's that. That's what this is. Great. Like I just had sex. Wow. Okay. Great. And I wiped my hands of it. And then moving forward, everything was so chill. And like I was able to then if I felt ready to do that with a guy could do that without having to put so much pressure on it. Right, right, right. Yeah, I would then continue to sort of be on and off again with him. And we never got close enough for me to be like, that was my first time, Yeah, you know? (laughs) So then when I told him that literally, I think it was Bootsy Bellows. (laughs) He couldn't believe it. And he, he was like, I thought you had hooked up with like, 10 guys by that point. Because I think I also had an air about me where I was like a dancer. And I you're sex positive. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I and I think I also had this like Delulu, you know, (laughs) like energy of just like, yeah, I'm hot. Yeah, I've done this. Like, yeah, like you should be lucky. But really, I was like pining to get it done. So I could and also he was he was truly a friend. And I had a feeling he'd be in my life for a long time. So the main takeaways of this is partition by Beyonce <laughs> and lying your way through was life. It like, was it like partition ways playing like at like <laughs> that's like, you know how you remember things and you don't know if right. you, you sort of just remember like a highlight reel or like right. a, a weird collage, a montage partition just has, has always stood out to me. So it must have been playing like right before or maybe even just like when we started. Right, right. But I also like to be real, like it wasn't that long. Like we probably rinsed through <laughs> half of the album. Yeah. Maybe not even. And 
again, I was in my parents' basement. So it's like, there was an element of like, we need to wrap this up. Right, right, because right. like my dad's upstairs like <laughs> making french toast for the morning like we gotta also i feel like at that age it like doesn't take that long anyway yeah no i mean obviously you said like you were relieved because you're like okay cool i like got that out of the way which is, i think is really interesting like so many like women that i talked to a lot of us like had that thing where it's like we're just like okay like you seem like someone who like won't be a shithead to me like whether you're <laughs> a fuck boy at least you're not gonna make me feel bad about it and I can just get this over with because like the first because we're taught that like this first time it's going to like change everything for you. So we're like we just need to get it out of the way. But like, did you feel just relieved or were you like, oh, I like like this? Like, what was the like? Well, this might be a nice segue into our next topic yeah. <laughs> because I kind of was like sick. I wasn't like it wasn't fireworks or like it wasn't like anything exploding in the background. I kind of was just like I, the first thing you said of just like almost relieved to get it over with. And at the time. I thought that was normal. And I thought that that was just par for the course. Like, right. nobody really loves sex anyway. Right. Huh. There would, that would then be a precursor. Right. To- <laughs> you realize that maybe men, it's just, I'm not, maybe, 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 maybe sex, there's something else. Great. <laughs> sex with men. Lovely. Is it the end all be all? Right. But I didn't have enough clarity or foresight to actually come to that conclusion. I just remember that being a little bit of a seed planted, like, oh, cool. Like, I'll do this until I'm old and it'll be great. But like, I wasn't like dying. I was, I had, I had experienced a lot more like infatuation and lust before sex with him. Like it was almost like wanting his attention was like getting me there, you know, like wanting him to take that validation because we're taught that we need that from men. Right. So specifically, yes, solely. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And for years that would like keep me going until I realized, Oh, Maybe I'm more sexually compatible with women. Because <laughs> well, I feel like when we first met, you and I were both kind of like, all right, we usually date guys. Yeah. But we both like, and I feel like you had had some kind of sexual like stuff with girls before, but. I, I mean, actually I remember, had it when I met you. Right, you I feel like. I had a curiosity. You had a curiosity. I feel like we always talked about that. And we were like, oh, like, I mean, you always seemed like you were like kind of down. It just hadn't happened. I remember when you had your first girlfriend. And yeah. obviously it was that who you lost like your girl girl virginity to or was that like well I actually know my first girlfriend was I think maybe like one of the first like actual sexual experiences I had with women because I was a late bloomer in the sense that I was getting away with dating men like it was I had a lot of heartbreak and a lot of like loss and I thought that because I had been in love with a man that that meant I couldn't be gay because I've already been there but, you know, there's been so much biophobia and like the zeitgeist that I also kind of was like, I remember saying like in the high school cafeteria, well, if you're bi, you're just gay. I remember <laughs> saying that. Like electric chair. <laughs> I, I remember saying that. Jail. Jail. Yeah. That's so funny because like think about like you've always been Abolition. like a pro- You've always been a progressive, like, you know, open-minded person. And you realize you look back and you're like, wow, I was problematic. I was a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're probably so far ahead of like where a lot of people are, are even at now. You well, know? like I also hadn't seen it. You know, right. this is pre-Halsey. Okay. I hadn't seen, <laughs> I hadn't seen like that represented as silly as that sounds. Like I just didn't think that that was a reality. So then when that started, I started to like get introduced to that concept that warmed me up to being like, oh, maybe it's actually not about gender at all. And it's just about a connection with a person. But then I I would end up sort of like confirming that with a friend who was also queer and like was kind of in between 
relationships. And we were just kind of like messing around as friends. But then when we did, I was like, oh, actually, this confirms that I might even have a preference towards women. Right, right. Then I had a girlfriend, like a long distance girlfriend, which I don't get much gayer than that. Uh, (laughs) And my friend sort of like set us up because we were both single. She knew that I was like really wanting to date women now because I had hooked up with women, but like we weren't dating. It wasn't like romantic. It was like for a second, but then it just became like, wait, what are we doing? We're friends. Hold on, hold on. But yeah, then I had this girlfriend for about a year and it didn't work out, (laughs) but it taught me so much. And it also confirmed that I can be emotionally compatible with a woman. And then I started to like realize that maybe I'm bisexual, but closer to like homo romantic, Mm -hmm. which I still question to this day because first of all, life is long and I've already been in so many different stages and eras with that. It's already evolved and changed so much that it does feel silly to like log that down and be like almost like academic about it. It's kind of like, whatever, like whatever. That's that's why I like the term queer, I feel like, because like bar feels like, you know, it's like- Even that's frigid. But queer, I feel like is just a safe. Right. And also it feels like inclusive and it just feels like the- And and also I think like it's, you know, it can change over time. Totally. You know, I mean, I have a friend and she, you know, she was always like straight her whole life. And then she's like, okay, maybe I like women. Finally had her first few girlfriends. Now she like, for the last few years, she's been only with women. And then, but she (laughs) hit me up the other day and she was like, she like hooked up with this guy. And she's like, he's like a guy that understands that she mainly likes women and she doesn't like love getting fucked you know whatever but, <laughs> and so he just like is like it, it works for her so yeah. she's like yeah I'm like okay with this guy it's kind of weird she's like but I'm not trying to date him she doesn't oh like you know but she's like he does the things that she likes and he like respects like you know her boundaries were like you know she's like oh, I don't like it in this position because she's not a huge dick person totally and so I'm like oh wow that's crazy because I thought she I thought when she started dating women she would never go back she was like oh I only like girls so I mean that the was right person very similar to my stance like I I had been in maybe at that point, like a few relationships with women. And then when I was single, even like more recently before my current partner, I also had those moments of like kind of switching my settings on the apps and going on dates with guys and then really hitting it off with a certain guy and like really dating. And then, you know, it ended up fizzling out sort of naturally, but just kind of having that moment of like, wait, hold on. We really, we don't know shit about shit. Like we don't even know (laughs) for me, not speaking for everybody. I'm sure certain people are Really know. Really confident in their like straightness. Get We get it, Chad. But <laughs> for me, it's just not that black and white. And I feel like we've bonded over that too. Like you could just be surprised. Right. If it's working, it's working. Right. And then there's the whole other convo of like gender expression where it's like certainly open to meeting and connecting with somebody would, would be that doesn't identify as either right. like as a man or a woman and exists kind of in, you know non-binary so right like where does that fit in with like you know if you think I because I mean I I used to like hyper masculine dudes and then when I first started being like okay maybe I like women then I I wanted like the hyper femininity and the hyper masculinity and I liked that like dichotomy the difference you know it's like if I'm gonna have sex with a girl I want her to be a woman right if I have sex with a man I want him to be man and then time <laughs> passed and now I'm like oh I kind of like the boy that's like you know paints his nails yeah. and it's got the more feminine energy and I like that girl that's kind of got that more like yes you know, like androgynous vibe and I'm like oh, okay so I think and I think we've talked about this before but like that's why and I feel like with you dating your first like girlfriend 
because I think so much of being like when you are queer, bi, whatever you want to call it, what we grew up seeing like representation like of I know how to date a man. I know how to seduce them. I know how to date them. I know how to be a girlfriend to a guy. But, you know, growing up in the South, I didn't have a whole lot of. So to me, like the idea of dating a woman, even if I'm super attracted to her, I love hanging out with her. I'm like, I don't know how to be a girlfriend. And I feel like your first girlfriend, I remember you telling me she was kind of like she was experienced. Yes. She and you got to be kind of baby. I was totally <laughs> you, baby. You I got was to coddled. be baby. And so you it, like it. And then you learned and you're like, oh, I actually am comfortable with this. But if it was two people that want to be baby. <laughs> Then it's like, you know, oh, like we don't know what to do here. And no, we just panic. It, there is a there is a dynamic. And I feel like it oftentimes like linguistically manifests in like top versus bottom, which to me feels outdated, especially for like sapphics, because it's just like, do you know how it really works, though? Like right. it's not that's doesn't have to necessarily be specific or like ident- like it doesn't have to be like assigned. Those roles don't need to be assigned necessarily. Right. Maybe maybe less so than like male gayness, male queerness. But those dynamics are always so interesting to navigate. And I feel like I've always I I more recently have landed at just like down the middle. Like I'm baby some days. Like literally some days I can explicitly exclusively be baby. (laughs) And then other days I can be like, don't daddy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And it's it's interesting. But I think certain people probably do. Certain people, I'm sure, have a preference. Like right. maybe for you specifically, if you're dating a female identifying person, you from what I I mean, I've known you for so long. I feel like part of you is daddy. I mean, the tattoo on your literal <laughs> neck, like personality wise and like energy wise, you are so daddy. You're just like energetically that you just have such a dominant presence. You're so alpha. But I feel like romantically at heart, you're baby. I baby. Yeah. And that's why I tend to be more hetero. Yeah. You know? Because I'm like, and I, because I feel like, and this definitely is like a whole thing that like society has put on me. But I feel like, because when I am like, if I am like having sex with a woman, I take on that role of being like that more masculine energy. Well, that's when you can get that out. Right. That's where I can like exercise that like part of me that's in there. But when I'm like, and it's so easy to just be like, oh, I'm with a man. I'm baby. I'm with a woman. I'm daddy. Like I can do these two things. But like, you know, I prefer like in a long term thing to like go with that like baby vibe. So that's like, but also then I'm like, I know that that doesn't have to be like that. Like they're, you know, but I just like and, and I know that's probably it's, it's society has put that on me. But I don't know if I would like ah, I've had sex with a, a woman before that like, was very only with women. They're very way more confident and comfortable. And like, I don't know, maybe. And that's why I was interested by with, with your first girlfriend, because I was like, oh, maybe if I had that experience where like I just got to be baby with a girl and didn't feel weird about it, then I'd be like, it would challenge those like, because I know I don't have to be that way. Right. But it's just like what we've been taught, you know? And it's also sometimes you go into it not knowing whether you will be baby or daddy. Like I <laughs> I, 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 had an inkling that my first girlfriend was more dominant just based on her personality and her general vibe. But I didn't realize every side of it. I didn't realize like, oh, a bitch got me f- She's flying me out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's like really swiping the credit card. Like it was, I mean, dated men. So like used to that sort of chivalrous energy. Yeah. But there was something like extra hot about it because it was a woman. I was like, oh, so we can really step into all of these roles. And like right. we can be the breadwinner. And we. It, it was honestly, it was great. I mean, that relationship didn't work out. But right. like that <laughs> was a great experience. And right. like, you know. Yeah, no, I feel like and you've been like pretty much exclusively with women ever since. 
Yeah, romantically for right. sure. It's like a long-term thing. I mean, obviously, like we said, things are always changing, but do you think that's like a current, like, or do you think at some point maybe... You know, it's hard to say. It's like, I'm, I, I really do try to live just like in the moment. And because I am currently partnered like with a woman, it feels like, all right, well, I don't have to worry about anything else looming in the future because like this is working. This is, this right. is, this is great. Right. You're not thinking about it. I'm like, not. Right. I think if I was single, yeah. I would, I would be like asking myself those questions more. Right. But I think I at least strive to just enjoy the present and like ride out, ride that out. So the short answer is who the hell knows? Yeah. Like certainly not me, but I think I would ask you the same question. Yeah. Um, do you think that for the long term you will, I mean, I think you would have a similar response though, because you've been in a long-term relationship. Yeah. Like, and it's great. And right. like, you know, you guys are best friends. So it's right. like, it kind of feels irrelevant to ask you that same question. Well, but, it, could, it could go either way. And I feel like, I mean, I, I hadn't had sex with a girl for a really long time until somewhat recently. And I, you know, I was really nervous because I feel like that's, I was, because I was like, oh yeah, I might've had sex with a lot of girls, but the majority of it was on camera. Right. So it's like, I mean, it, I might've been really into it. It might've been really good, but it just like didn't, it was always set up for me. And I, you know, I think it's like, I, I don't really, I'm not a big sex initiator. I kind of like, and when you're hetero, you never have to initiate. Guys always initiate. <laughs> it's true. And I, I really thought about this the other day because I was like, I'm such a sexually confident person that loves sex. And I know when I want it. And I might put out the vibes that I want it. I, I really, the other day, I was like, man, you know, I'm 32 years old. I don't know that I've ever just fully initiated. No, I've seen this in action. I've seen like, we're all out or with a bunch of our friends and like some girl is like really being forward with you and your boyfriend sometimes. And I'm like, oh, that's definitely going to end in like the bed. And then checking in with you the next morning and you're being like, I got nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, being like, but she literally propositioned you, right. had a full itinerary in place, like Ubers were called and somehow it didn't happen. So I definitely believe that. Well, I think too, especially when I, you have a like, you know, male partner and like, I think bringing girls in with my boyfriend, sometimes I get a little bit, I think I'd be less nervous if it was just me and the girl. But Funny. then I, you know, obviously like I've been with this person forever. I'm like, I know he's like the most respectful. I know he's good at sex, obviously we would have stayed <laughs> together. But like I get, I'm like, it's different to like, I don't know, to like bring in another girl and like have, it's not that I'm like worried about, am I going to be jealous? I'm like, is she going to like him? Like, you know, cause hmm. I'm, you know, like I get like, I get, I feel like I'm responsible, like woman to woman. I'm like responsible for his dick. <laughs> You title know? of app just <laughs> dropped responsible for his dick so I get all like you know and I'm like I'm always like checking with him like you know hey like you're like not like too drunk where like you know because I mean not that he he's obviously a great person doesn't like cross boundaries is like such a great you know respectful guy but I just get nervous because I'm well, like what if, what if he what if he's exactly I'm hosting I'm bringing this girl in what if like even if it wasn't necessarily like what if he does something that makes her feel uncomfortable whether it was that he did anything bad or not just like you know like how we get the ick so easily yeah you're concerned like, what if like, he does logistics. something that gives her the ick even though it doesn't mean he did anything bad but like now it's like now she feels weird and you know I'm just constantly wanting to check in where if it was like just me and the girl then I'd be like okay well I only have to worry about myself right that makes sense especially if a girl is more into girls and they're wanting more to have sex with me but they're just like down for right. the threesome then like that's where I get the most nervous because I'm like, oh, like, ah. Well, you know? also, in a threesome, there's an element of like, you have to be performing. You have yes. to be on. We're like, there is always a, 
element in sex where I feel like people could feel pressure to perform. I think that just throughout, like throughout, because, you know, for a million reasons. Right. But I think that in a group Groups. setting, it's very much a performance too, because there's an element of like, you can sit back and kind of like watch and observe in a way that you can't when it's, you're just engaging with another person. Right. Like I, <laughs> I remember an experience that I had. I think this is the only time this has ever happened, but where I was like in a sexual situation with three other people um, in, I think I've told, I think I've told you about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a pair of, it was a pair of partners. Right. And then myself and like a dude that I have hooked up with a couple of times. And that dude and one of the partners had also hooked up a couple of times. Right. And there was some crossover. There was a lot. It was a crossover <laughs> episode. There was lots of crossover. And there were like some stakes attached because the one of the girls from the partners and I had like a big falling out over that guy. Right. Involuntarily. Like I didn't mean for it to go that way, but it did. And then, of course, two years later, somehow we all end up hooking up, which is so ironic because it's like we could have saved a whole friendship fallout right. if we just got to this first. Right. Clearly, this is like <laughs> this was what it was leading up to. <laughs> but I remember, if I remember correctly, being the first to kind of like disengage and just sort of like enjoying it for a, a little bit. But then eventually kind of just like signaling to I'm going to take myself out and you right. guys have fun because... It was too performative. Right. First of all, there's too many pawns in the arena. Like we're all having to switch and it just felt like two of us, I don't even know the other one. Like I'm now in this situation because of the other chick. And like, I just remember, I'll never forget that chick like approaching me to like kiss and we were kissing. And then I pulled away and I went, we don't have to do this. (laughs) Because like, I don't think either one of us necessarily has an attraction to the other. Right, right. We're, we're here just, like we're for the for other, other two. People, right. And that was fun. But I, I just remember like that being the the punchline of like, right. we don't really have to continue, you know? Yeah. And then we like didn't. And we like kind of slithered out of it and like went our separate ways. And right. then I was kind of like, maybe I'm good on four. Right. Maybe group feels... It's yeah. a lot. No, yeah, it's I don't think you're in... It is that performance, which can be fun. I mean, and that's like, I feel like, you know, most of the group like, situations I've had have been you know in porn and so I feel like that's always so nice because no one really has an attachment to each other we all know exactly what we're there to do and you are performing but that's why it could be it would be so fun and I think that's one reason why I kind of like avoid those situations in real life because I'm like this is just going to be way I've had so many fantastic group sex situations on camera where it was yes we're performing like you and sometimes like you said sometimes you just watch sometimes you're in it sometimes you're hooking up with the person that you're like the most into other times you're doing that weird like kind of like well I guess you know you're very together so you're very medium about them yes (laughs) right and so like you know but but at the same time it's like we it's because you're putting on that performance you don't have to feel weird about it whereas like I feel like in a real life situation if I was making out with that person that I didn't think that I was like super into I'd be like ah why are we doing this but when you're doing it for work, it's like, oh, well, like, it's okay. And it's like, and so I feel like it's just like really hard for me to do that in like a real life setting because I'm just like, oh, I feel like it's just like never, there's so many more problems that I Well, you're arise. you're literally performing. Right. Like I was talking about sort of like a, you know, yeah, just like a internal performance. Right. But for you, it takes it to a whole nother degree because you are quite literally performing. Right. And there's like a skill involved there. Like there is like a, you know, there's like a whole, there's a whole, there's a whole nother ball game. So I can imagine for you that must get convoluted. But I also feel like you are you do a really good job at living in the moment too. And like I also feel like you're really good at just being like, 
fuck all this noise. Like, fuck all the shit that's going on in my head. Like, I'm just going to enjoy my time and like- Turn my brain off. I mean, sex for me has always been kind of a disassociative thing. But I remember asking my mom, I was like, this bad happen to me as a kid. (laughs) 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 And because I was like, you know, I just really, because when I want to like, if I'm having a bad, if I'm having a bad day or like, I just like, you know, it's, I'm such a person that's in my head, you know, like kind of manic thoughts at all times, stream of consciousness. And that's what I've always loved about sex is that that it it just like turns it off. Mm. And especially when you are doing something where it really truly is a performance, there's no, there's no, oh, is this girl happy or is uh, she annoyed that I'm like sucking like her dude's dick too long? You know, whatever. (laughs) Like you don't have to worry about any of those things because everyone's there for the same reason. And so you really get to just kind of like space out and like lose yourself in it. And I just like, I feel like, when it's, you're shooting, it's theater. Yeah, it's theater. It's theater. And I feel like the the thing was always like, you know, when you're doing, because I mean, I've done things where it'd be like, I did a, like a reverse gangbang, right? So there's one guy and it was like six of us girls, I think. And uh, but, as one does. Yes, as one does. But it was one of those things where it's like, I mean, there's only one dick, you know, whatever. But like, you just, you're constantly looking when you're shooting group scenes like an adult. You're constantly, you're just looking for like, where can I put my mouth? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And like that's and but there's no one job. There's no like preference because it's work. Right. So it's like and I feel like in a real life situation, I'd be like, oh, I guess I have to like make up with this person. But like in the point you're just like, oh, well, no one's uh, eating her out. Like or like, okay, well, I'm just going to or she's sucking his dick. I'll go to his ass. like Fill up the empty space. (laughs) Right, right, right. Well, so I know before we like wrap up, I did want to hear your story because we talked about this before and I was like, don't tell me because I want to hear it. But you said like, obviously you didn't like really discover that you were like fully like into women until later, even though you'd always been curious. And I don't think you ever told me like your coming out story. Obviously your family is super progressive mm. and like, you know, it wasn't, I'm sure it wasn't like some, but it's still, I don't no, know. Totally. I never really had that conversation with my parents. They just like knew that I, you know, I never had that. So. Well, I, yeah, I think we are like kind of entering a time where coming out quote unquote is becoming obsolete because there's this general understanding that everybody has the potential to be queer and like it's not so black and white anymore it's not so jarring to be like I'm gay you know like I feel like I was fortunate enough to very slowly like turn the pages of that reckoning like I remember maybe my earliest memory of coming out was I was on tour with this musical And I had like a bestie on the show and I felt comfortable with her enough with her to tell her we were in Paris at the time. And this is so silly because it was so innocent (laughs) and it's actually kind of breaks my heart to like recount. But I remember being on the Metro seeing all these like Parisian models with their cigarettes walk around and breaking down into tears and being like, oh my God, I might be gay. (laughs) Like I am fascinating I am infatuated with these like models walking down the street and I remember I got to the theater and to the dressing room and I like brought my friend to the room that I felt was very like a trustful source and I was like I'm having these thoughts like I don't know what it means I've never experienced anything she was the best she talked me down was she's like I've had the same thoughts too and like it's okay and I've hooked up with a girl I've gone down on a girl hell you know (laughs) so that got gave me the first boost of confidence but then when I was in LA and I was able to like really confirm that I was in fact queer. I remember texting my sister and she responded with like a funny, she was like, LOL, it's like an episode of Girls, (laughs) which it all comes back to Lena Dunham, doesn't it? But it was like playful enough where I was like, 
okay, I'm not being burned at the stake. Right. You know, it was a little bit like, okay. <laughs> Dismissive yeah, like uh, I'm not like an HBO yeah. trope, <laughs> but it, it gave me almost a sigh of relief. And then I think maybe like a year later, I called my parents to tell me and, you know, they were good. They were yeah. good about it. And now they're great about it. They were good about were it. Were they like surprised at all? Or were they just like, yeah, that makes total, shockingly really? enough, which is crazy because I like played a, because your sister's married, she's got a kid, yeah, right? So, you I know, like, essentially played a lesbian in a musical for two and a half years. Right. So, like, it was, I wore a Justin Bieber wig. I looked like Michael J. Fox. Like, it was, <laughs> you know, it was, it was, it was interesting. But I was like, you're not, you're surprised? Right. I'm not even surprised. But, uh, that yeah, so, and then I remember TBT, this is a whole nother pod, but Nap Girls, when we were in Nap Girls, they would do these like women equality like infographics and they asked me to comment. And in that, I remember saying like as a bisexual or like as a, I think I said as a queer person. Right. And then I had to post that. And so that was, I guess that was generally my coming out because that was the first time I had like announced it to like my friends and family on the internet. But I was met with so much support, especially from friends. Like all of our friends are, you know, they just, they just get it. So I, I feel like everyone, everyone in LA is like, I mean, obviously guys have a whole type of hang up and stuff, <laughs> which like, you know, it's really unfortunate for them. And I do feel sad because it's like we're allowed to like be like, oh, well, I'm totally straight. But like every once in a while I get drunk and like fuck this one fr- girlfriend. I have. Yeah, we're allowed to say that if you as a man say that, then suddenly Brad is not allowed then, to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he should be. Allowed. He is actually he is allowed. Well, he is allowed to. He, but feels like, he's not allowed. he feels he's not allowed to. And people will tell them like, you know, and like you said, even like, you know, if you're you even said back in the day, if you say you're bisexual, it's just because, like, you're gay. One of my guy friends recently said something along the same vein. You know, nice guy from New York. Not not a, you know, decently progressive, but, like, you know, he's a typical dude. And he said something like that. And I was like, we had to, I was like, all right, we need to have a little chit-chat because, like, you can't. And I know you. You will get on the soapbox <laughs> and you will point to the PowerPoint and it's happening now. You're like, come with me. I need to actually tell you something right now. He was like, I feel like you're either, because he was like, well, because I was like, well, what about me? I was like, you, like, I was like, I like, like girls, but like, and he's like, well, no, you're just like straight. But, you know, so it's like, he thinks you got to be one or the other, you know? And it's like, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, Ugh. I don't know. I was like, fuck, I don't know. But then at the same time, I was like, is he right? Maybe I am just straight, <laughs> like fucking around with girls. I don't know. But like, I know that's not true. And we, I think out here, we see everything on this, like, you know, on this spectrum and like some people fall like way over here or way over here. But I think most people out here recognize that like even like the straightest guys I know who would never like have sex with a guy, they would be like, oh, I can find that man attractive. That's totally. a good looking guy. It's a good first step. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's like you're, you know, you're there. Even those guys that are pretty like 100 percent straight, there's still enough in the spectrum where they're not like it's black and white. It's right. binary. Right. Which I think is like awesome that we're like getting to that as a society same it's necessary it's integral well thank you so much for coming on today. thank you for having me I'm now i'm have... just like can we hang out all day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm going to a party after this well i got one more episode and then i'm gonna do a, a little party if you want going to curls wife's love birthday, okay so. well sidebar yeah but uh let everyone know like where they can find you and like support all your shit because like you're always doing like the most awesome stuff. So thank you. I'm always doing the most random, random, stuff. but amazing. Yeah, very random. <laughs> you can find me on all platforms at Pennywild Music, and yeah, that's really it. Just go to my Instagram, and you'll find Spotify and YouTube and all the stuff. And then also at BornWild.tv, which is my business for music video directors. Appreciate your two cents. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed and even learned a few things. You can catch a new episode of X version every Friday. In the meantime, follow us for more at Woo More Play. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. We're choosing random reviewers to send free Woo More Play gifts to all the time. Until next time.